0: Hello! Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Pride the Podcast. We are celebrating LGBT voices all week long. And we have a special interview for you today. Dorella, you want to tell us Yeah, absolutely.
1: We're going to be starting off our special interview with, you may know him as Nurse Felix Dubois from General Hospital, Mark Anthony Samuel. We're so happy to have him on today. We will be continuing to have LGBT voices all week long. And it's going to be a great week leading right up and in-
0: And allies. Yes, and, and allies, all okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> and allies for all the allies out there. Leading right up to a special-special- special Pride thing on Sunday, the 28th, the day before my birthday, right? Yeah,
0: that's the day. Yeah, it would be what the actual like Pride march would have been. <sighs> but you know. And this year is, um,
1: I feel, is more important than ever because for one moment we're going to take away all of the parades and all
0: the parties and really focus on what made Pride important. I think, yeah, this year is a very, it's like more like what Stonewall riots were. Mm-hmm. in terms exactly. of there's no parade there's no frills there's no um like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, uh corporate yeah like there's no corporate money being back behind the, you know sometimes mm-hmm. they it back to basics to really appreciate what it was mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's like pure raw pride right and so while i am hoping i don't know if new york has come out and said that they're doing like a pride black lives matter march i don't think they have i don't know if they don't are they have. but you can definitely
1: follow our guest from last week's um, marty gold cummings mm-hmm. on his social media um he's been arranging a lot of pride events this week especially those that are uplifting black pride voices um which is very important especially our queer performers out there that are drag queens that sometimes get overlooked in the industry uh, so please check out his instagram marty g cummings um and he'll be able to tell you a lot of things that's going on this week for pride Yeah.
0: No one else. Yes, but I can't wait for the rest of this week. But let's get on to our first guest. <laughs> Hello and welcome Hello. back. Hey. We finally have with us actor, writer Mark Anthony Samuel.
2: Hello there. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Hey, good. How are you? Good. I have to say that welcome back was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. so it's you know? good.
0: <laughs> We've been working on it.
2: <laughs> so,
0: where are you located? Are you on the the West Coast?
2: I am on the West Coast. I live in the mountains outside of Los Angeles, about about an hour away. Oh, okay, so I bet that's been nice, like during this quarantine. Just oh, to- I I'm not gonna lie, it's been been great being able to just as we've been quarantined up here, walk around the lake with the dogs and just, you know, be easy, cook good food, listen to great music, watch our shows, audition remotely, thankfully. Okay. Oh yeah, how's Beautiful. that going? Oh, it's fine. I mean, the theatrical auditions are fine. It's, I did my very first commercial audition remotely and that, that was a lot of work. It was more work than I thought it was gonna be because I, I mean, I have a greater appreciation for the people running the rooms. I always had an appreciation for them, but you know, when you're moving props around, cause it's a lot more prop and situation oriented than- Right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was putting in that work. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: so how old were you when you like finally decided when I grew up, I want to be an actor and a writer?
2: Uh, well, the writer came much later. But the actor was when I was five years old. Um, nice. well, Did
0: you just have like an Oprah aha moment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, it was funny. Um, my father used to do, used to be a stage actor back in Chicago, where we're all from. And uh, I remember he was doing a production for Roosevelt Theater, The Fiddler on the Roof. And my father, you know, he can kind of, he can pass, you know, like on stage, so he could easily play a, a myriad of ethnicities. Um,
0: okay. <clears throat>
2: part of the part of the cast for Fiddler on the Roof. And I know that when I as a kid sitting with my mom, I knew that my father was on the stage. But I also knew that there was this invisible line of delineation between the reality that me and my mom and everybody in the audience shared and the world that was on stage Dude. and to see my father being this other thing. It struck a chord. at five years old. I, I knew that's where i wanted to be and i wanted to be a part of that world and it was just reinforced by movies and watching other performances along the way and you know all the way up until now so the writer thing came much later when i saw how the industry was beginning to it was changing but you know i i got around a bunch of people that were creators and there's and they all had the same kind of perspective that you can't wait for someone else to write you as you understand you or write right. you know whatever groups you're trying to cover, so you just create your own thing and and hope that when things come out, they'll begin to resonate with people. so I began that process not not long ago actually, so've uh, been write, working with my writing partner on some sketch comedy stuff, and okay. yeah, working with him on a pilot that I'm doing. Uh, Ooh. So it's cool. sort of really going into details on it as things more are more solid, but well, things are currently getting done.
1: Well, that's exciting. I mean, so speaking of something about characters, so daytime has constantly been scrutinized for not really riding for African-American characters. And I think you have the milestone as playing one of the openly gay African-American male characters on a daytime soap. Yeah. How do you... How do you feel like the impact has has really changed? How do you feel playing the characters really impacted the LGBT and the African-American community?
2: Um, I think whenever you have a character that's been introduced that you don't see a lot of, whether it's a black nurse like Julia, played by Diane Carroll back in the 60s, I believe. Mm -hmm. a gay character like any, the uh, I can't remember the first name, but the Carrington character on Dynasty. Steven, Steven Steve, yes. Uh, Carrington, thank you. Um, anytime you have any type of character like that introduced, that's a minority, visible or invisible. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, visible within the narrative because it tends to circle around that that person.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
2: But um, it, I think it positively, it can positively and negatively affect the community depending on how they handle it, how the writers have introduced a, a, a character or how um, the producers and the people who run the network want to introduce the character. Um, if you do it in a positive way, it has, it has a positive uh, result exponentially. Um, there's nothing like looking on the screen and seeing someone who looks like you, Mm -hmm. you, and it's also a way by which people can also feel like suddenly like, Oh, I can be a part of this thing. I can be a part of this world. So yeah.
1: And just for our listeners out there, uh, Mark plays uh, nurse Felix Dubois on ABC's General Hospital, which is where I met him at. Um, I think that for me as an African-American uh, gay man, seeing that character on screen really sh- changed my life. I think that I wish that there was more for the character and I hope that more comes from that. You started that in 2013, right? In
0: 2013,
2: yes.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's been going, and have you been getting recognized for that? What recognizations have you got from that character?
2: Um, well, as far as just general recognition, I know that when I go, (laughs) when I go back to Chicago or in general, it's always been a surprise. You never know who's going to recognize you from watching the show, right? Being on the show has made me realize the demographic that I thought enjoyed the show is much, it's much wider than I, what I'd first perceived. I was, uh, had several situations where I'd be well back to Chicago. I was having food with my family and I'd forgotten my wallet in the car. So I left the restaurant well before we sat. So it wasn't like I was dining <laughs> <laughs> But I uh, went to go get my wallet and on my way back, this woman was try- was driving by in a van and kind of slowed down next to me. Now, I don't know where you guys are from.
1: Texas. Texas, originally.
2: I'm from Chicago. I've lived in Oregon. I'm, I'm an Oregonian Chicagoan, but I'm a native Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. Someone slows down in a vehicle and you can't quite see who's in it. your And so I, you know, I kind of, kind of got my stance, you know, made sure I could like, you know, <laughs> move around. Do what you need to yeah. do. <laughs> and this lady gets out of this car, wonderful, really sweet sister, got out of the car oh my god oh lord oh felix (laughs) (laughs) uh, ran up to me and just embraced me before i had a chance to realize what was kind of fully happening once she said felix i kind of knew what was going on so that was that was that was unexpected that was interesting another time i was uh, i was in a laundromat back before i before i you know got my place and got a washing machine i was throwing quarters like all the rest of us and stuff (laughs) i'm in this laundromat and this brother comes in, big brother, and he's like, "Hey, hey, yo, man, hey, hey, man, I know you, I know you, dude. Um, <laughs> you on, um, you on? Um, and I'm thinking he's gonna say NCIS or some other <laughs> shit. Right. No, man, you on that? Uh, guy, not no. Uh, days of a uh, General Hospital. You play you that North <laughs> Theater? Like, like, brother, you. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I sure do. What I'm thinking is, brother, you you watch watched General Hospital? <laughs> right. You've watched the show. Stereotype wise, I would not have imagined him to be the one watching General Hospital. Yeah. I mean, much less remembering who I am on the show. So, I mean, it pops up randomly. Like, people sometimes just look and point, like, you know. late <laughs> <laughs> at lady an airport just like, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome.
1: Do, I mean. <laughs> what is one of your? So this is a two-part question, and then we're going to move on from Felix because I want to talk to you about so much other stuff. What is your favorite storyline that you had from the character, and what is the storyline that you wish to have from the character?
2: My favorite storyline thus far—it's <laughs> a toss-up between the love triangle that we had. That was of-
1: so fun. Yeah, y'all are going to have a threesome, just for everyone I'm out there listening. The characters are
2: gonna have that, and also, uh, just all sorts of this, the stories associated with my friendship with uh, my character's friendship with Serena Santiago, played by my friend, Teresa Castillo. Um, any storyline, by far, has been great along those two lines. What I would like to see for Felix, I would like to see Felix i like to know Felix's family. Yeah. Know who Felix is outside of the hospital. Mm-hmm. I would like to know if Felix is in love. And I would like to be able to see the person that Felix right. is with on screen repeatedly.
1: Next to him. <laughs>
2: not the old not the old phone call trick or anything like that. I, I want to know we we've we've gotten to know this character for a long time. But we don't know anything about him other than he's a supportive friend. And that's a great thing. That's a really wonderful thing to be a supportive friend. But um, who is he? Why did he become a nurse? Where is he from? Where is his dad? Who is his dad? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I think that it, should the producers and writers of General Hospital want to pursue it, I think there's an amazing world to be discovered around that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I go with the flow on the show and, you know, obviously I'm happy to be able to work with my friends and with my GH family and stuff and do my thing and I will come to work ready to go a hundred percent, you know? Um, but yeah. Let's let's uh, let's find out more about who this guy is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that could be really good for the show as well. I honestly do. Um, General Hospital has amazing actors on on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever we've gone into the depths of who these people are, more about their family relationships and you know what they're capable of in stress or in you know in a in happy situations. It, it there's just a lot. To, there's a lot of potential there. So yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love
0: that.
2: Piggybacking off
0: of that um inclusive inclusivity and changes, what do you want to see from all soaps, not just General Hospital, considering all this happening with the revolution, Black Lives Matter. I mean, you know, we definitely can't ignore this in anything in TV shows, movies, and so what kind of things are you going to be looking for for all soaps going forward? I I'm not
2: even going to limit it to just soaps.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. What I'm looking
2: for in in the commerce of art or the art of company, whatever, however you want to look at it. I'm looking to see real stories that touch on our history, mm-hmm. why things are the way they are. And I know not all shows can handle this. I can't imagine like, you know, three and a half men talking about, you know, <laughs> Black Lives Matter all of a sudden. It's not that they can't. I, it's just certain, certain shows.
1: Mm-hmm. Technically,
2: I think it doesn't work. However, who we are in this society as people, how we've come to be in this society as people is directly related to our origins. And I think that there's a huge opportunity to teach history mm-hmm. you know, or at least touch on it, you know, um, I mean, I could go deeper than that. Yeah. Well, that's let's go funny. a little bit deeper
0: because <laughs> I was going to ask you, what does the Black Lives Matter movement mean to you?
2: The Black Lives Matter movement, or even beyond that, because there's specifically a black the Black Lives Matter moniker, and mm-hmm. then there's the movement of human evolution yes. as it relates to our introduction mm-hmm. to the new world. First and foremost african-americans history doesn't start african-americans africans our history doesn't start with slavery right right we were were enslaved because of commerce between certain tribes of africans and the dutch india slave trade there were kingdoms and communities and responsibilities and families and languages and culture and Mm -hmm. contributions on, on the world level, the global level that originated from Africa and spread out, spread out yeah. throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And so the very first thing I want to say is we have to understand our base and our connection is so much greater than the limited amount of um, information given through a kind of broken history system taught in, West, mm-hmm. in, our, in our American schools. Yep. Secondly, the black lives matter movement means a lot to me because what's happening now is this wound has been covered and covered and covered and covered over and over and over, but never addressed. Whether it's the 40 acres promised to enslaved blacks of coastal cities in the Southeastern part of the United States but after Abraham Lincoln's death it was reneged on by the person who came in after him whether it's the connection between the overseer mentality and bad policing in the inner city yeah a definite connection there whether it's redlining mm-hmm. redlining whereas creating districts to which certain people are relegated solely based on phenotypic characteristics expressed here yeah right and, and justifying it with every, every uh, reason except for an honest look at, and an introspection on the part of, of the European Americans who promoted slavery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Black Lives, this movement, it's different. It's bigger. And I think it's the intersection of, of the coronavirus, leaving people at home to focus and concentrate on what's really going on,
1: i agree yes
2: and not simply deaths because we've been getting killed as a people for years yeah. years um, like, it's just now being filmed that's all that's, that's the difference technology to cover it mm-hmm. and we can cover it faster so when we see brianna taylor go down or we see sandra bland go down our sister mm-hmm. Sandra Bland, then we see george floyd go down and those things back to back to back mm-hmm. people are done they're done and we can never go back. No. We can't go back. There is no. No, there is no going back after this. Right. Uh, so this movement is a fire, metaphorically and literally in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is going to continue burning until we see sweeping changes at the local government level, mm-hmm. the national government level. Mm-hmm. And as you can see by demonstrations around the globe, the world level. Mm-hmm. yeah so, i'm 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 grateful that we're all here to witness this this is history guys this is yes. real
1: this is real yeah
2: this is beyond soaps this is beyond entertainment mm-hmm. I literally would say fuck that compared to human existence yeah exactly Amen. Mm-hmm. we all have a part to play in this
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know um it's not a surprise to black <laughs> to black people in London no, at all no. <laughs> our asses kicked forever and some of our, you know, gay brothers and sisters, lesbian brothers and sisters, trans brothers and sisters, they know what it is to catch hell left. Yeah. Because of who they naturally are. So what this is, is an awakening on the parts of those allies. We absolutely love and cherish on a more profound level.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Some of them are like asking us as black people for help. Like, what do I do? Where do you go? Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, you have a choice. As a person of color, you can go, check out here, check out there. But I tweeted something the other day that part of my personality is, it's not my fucking responsibility for you, a person who has the potential to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. instruct you on what's been going on. There are Mm -hmm. people who have awoken before you that have a headset on you. Ask them, there's a, vast amount of resources the other half of me is like and it depends how much do i know you how much do i love you who are you to me because some other other people i'll go hey let's talk about this you know if i see somebody that is ignorant and there's a difference between ignorant and someone who acts in a malevolent way because (laughs) of their biases right racism or their homophobia or what have you, whatever ism it is. And so it's then I make the decision because the young boy from Chicago in me, we just wanna fight.
1: <laughs> right, you have the word. Answer.
2: The man in me, okay, wants to make sure that we can all get on the other side of this. Right. Yeah. It is not my responsibility. If I do it, it's a privilege for you. Uh-oh. Right. If I do it, it's because I love you enough for you to hear it. Yeah. But (laughs) don't look to me to teach you how to clean up your house. Clean up your fucking house.
1: I know that's right. Because we built it already. We built
2: it. (laughs) That's the other thing. (laughs) you you hear 400 years left and right, but free labor is not this magical land that happened a long time ago, and that's it. It's done. Fortune 500 companies, that exist right now. Some of them, their original money that they got came on the on the backs of enslaved labor. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's yeah. up. Absolutely, that's the truth. You know. <laughs> so anyway, that's how the play. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I said that was great. No, I, I asked. Was,
0: let's get deep. Like, yeah, I, I it. love it. <laughs>
2: before before we are anything. Before I'm an actor. Before I'm this and that and all these other things. And I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, right we're all human beings and for anyone to even suggest or have the arrogance to suggest that they can determine how another person lives or not lives that's that's abhorrent behavior that's all bordering on mental illness that we I, that I've we been, been saying that, this for weeks that we Did think they say
0: racism is a mental ra- issue?
2: racism is a mental illness yeah that we actually think there there's a hierarchy, a hierarchy, yeah. the paper brown, the paper bag test. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're lighter than this or that, or the good hair, bad hair shit. That's, uh-huh. All of this is violence towards mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. Right. Anytime we place a hierarchy anywhere, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's through ethnicity, whether it's through phenotypic expression of our humanity. If you think one is better than the other, even in any form, and believe me, we've all drank the Kool-Aid. All of, us, yeah. all of us as Americans have drank the Kool-Aid. All of us as world citizens have drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, can look in, you can look in countries that have been colonized, there's a color scale. You can look in parts, you can look in India where there's a caste system, part yeah. of which is also based on a color scale. You can look in countries in Asia where light is preferred to dark. This yeah. is not natural human behavior. The only thing natural about it is discerning a difference between you and that which with the, with which you are familiar and that, which looks different from you from right. there. The only difference in behavior from that point on is your intelligence and in saying, ah, that's another human being. They come from somewhere else or there's different influences on them to so have that phenotypic character uh, expression. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything else is bias. Based on xenophobia, fear, whatever, what have you, racism, all of it, all the rest of it is trained. Yes. It's taught. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to
1: No, I'm glad you did. And before we head out, because it's been so wonderful having you here today, one thing I want to bring up, you've seen the inclusion of the LGBTQ march and the Black Lives Matter march in Los Angeles. How did you? How did you feel about that all coming together? Like, did you feel that finally people were joining together to celebrate each other and to speak out for each other?
2: That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be coming together and understanding each other and making efforts to understand each other. You know, we're not. <laughs> it, it's all about intersection. Right. Yeah. yeah always about intersection because again, as I said before, before anything else, we are all human beings and we all have a natural expression of who we are as human beings in this planet. We must absolutely support and celebrate that which is indigenous to our personality, to our character, to our human human beingness, because on the other side of it are a lot of answers, a lot of positive answers to move the culture, human culture, into a more self-realized, much more pure, much more colorful, much more musical, much more joyful Mm -hmm. existence. Anything else beyond that is unacceptable.
1: And Amen. that Great. is a beautiful way to end this. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Thank you so much, Mark. Can you please tell everyone where to find you on social media? What's coming up for you next? Just let us know what we can tell our listeners could go find you.
2: All right. So if you want to follow a brother on social media, <laughs> my name is M-A-R-C-A-S-A-R-T on Twitter and on uh Instagram. I am not on Facebook. I got tired of arguing with people. <sighs> I see yep. explaining my existence to them or the existence of others that I found held dear. Um, you, hear that? you can catch me on reruns. You can catch me on TV. Oh, yes! Okay. Yes! You know, right now you can, uh, yeah, if you want, you know, I, it, <laughs> all that stuff is all that stuff is an illusion too. It's like, I'm glad people follow me. I appreciate when they do, but believe me, that is not the mark of a human being. The mark of a human being is what is inside of you. And yeah, you know, on your last day with your last breath, we're all going to realize that.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you, Mark. Thank you so, thank you so much, much, Mark. We appreciate it. It was so wonderful being here with you today, and thank awesome. you again so much for
2: joining yeah, us.
0: Hopefully, we, we can come to LA soon and, yes. and have some
2: fun. <laughs> Wait a second, you're not in LA? We're, we're in New York. Oh, okay, cool. New York's <laughs> yeah, every- of my best friends are in New York, with the exception of a couple. So, right on. <laughs> Yeah, right. so I we'll wanted
1: to get to LA and then have libations in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheers. It's Thank you so say. much, Thank you. Say. Thank you.